A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, Observe what is right, do what is just. For my salvation is about to come, my justice about to be revealed. The foreigners who join themselves to the Lord, ministering to him, loving the name of the Lord, and becoming his servants, all who keep the Sabbath free from profanation and hold to my covenant, them I will bring to my holy mountain and make joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and sacrifices will be acceptable on my altar, for my house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples. The word of the Lord. O oh God, let all the nations praise you. May God have pity on us and bless us. May he let his face shine upon us. So may your way be known upon earth, among all nations, your salvation. O oh God, let all the nations praise you. May the nations be glad and exult, because you rule the people's inequity the nations on the earth you guide. O oh God, let all the nations praise you. May the peoples praise you, O oh God. May all the peoples praise you. May God bless us, and may all the ends of the earth fear him. O oh God, let all the nations praise you. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, I am speaking to you Gentiles. Inasmuch as I am the apostle to the Gentiles, I glory in my ministry in order to make my race jealous and thus save some of them. For if their rejection is the reconciliation of the world, what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? For the gifts and the call of God are irrevocable. Just as you once disobeyed God, but have now received mercy because of their disobedience, so they have now disobeyed in order that, by virtue of the mercy shown to you, they too may now receive mercy. For God delivered all to disobedience, that he might have mercy upon all. The word of the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. Jesus proclaimed the gospel of the kingdom and cured every disease among the people. Alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. At that time, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman of that district came and called out, Have pity on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But Jesus did not say a word in answer to her. Jesus' disciples came and asked him, Send her away. 
for she keeps calling out after us. He said in reply, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But the woman came and did Jesus homage saying, Lord, help me. He said in reply, it is not right to take the food of the children and throw it to the dogs. She said, please Lord, for even the dogs eat the scraps that fall from the table of their masters. Then Jesus said to her in reply, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And the woman's daughter was healed from that hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So I don't think I had my lavalier mic on at the beginning of mass. So check the mic input to make sure it's getting the system audio from the system and not from the thing. Just making sure. These are technical things for all of you viewing at home. So as I was reading today's gospel, I was reminded again of a story I told last night in one of the retreat talks about my friend's favorite therapy question, which is, do you have a need you want to communicate? Do you want to communicate a need? Because this woman goes to our Lord to communicate a need. Have pity on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. And, and then our Lord's response to her, it just doesn't seem very nice. So the disciples start saying, send her away. She keeps calling out after us. She's bothering us. And then our Lord pretty firmly sets a boundary and says, mm, it's not right to take the food of children and give it to the dogs. Now, how many of you, if you went to your pastor with a problem and he said, uh, I have like lots of really important things I'm doing right now. It's not really good to spend my time with the dogs. Would be like, okay, I'm going to try again. Right? Most of us would probably say, never go into that church again, and I'm going to write a nasty social media post so nobody else goes to that church again. But this woman, knowing who our Lord is, goes again. Please, Lord, for even the dogs eat the scraps that fall from the master's table. A woman great is your faith. And so she applies, again, what I talked about this morning, being persistent in communicating her needs. 
and being persistent with him. And he meets her in her persistence. But her persistence also reveals a beautiful kind of humility on her part that she, she doesn't really have any expectations as she goes and communicates her needs. She never starts her request with, yeah, but. Yeah, but I've done all these things for you, so I kind of deserve this. She simply goes and says, my daughter is sick, and I know you can help her. She's not demanding in it. And she doesn't have that kind of Pelagian mentality that oftentimes invades our lives where we say things like, okay, I've done, if I do all these things right, then God's going to do this thing for me. She simply goes to him empty handed. She goes to him in poverty of spirit saying, I can't do this by myself. I need you to do it. And there's an extreme vulnerability in that because she makes herself vulnerable to him saying no. And that vulnerability is the disposition that's most receptive to his grace. It's most receptive to his grace. And that is what our Lord calls us to in the Beatitudes when he preaches the Sermon on the Mount. The first thing is the Beatitudes. And the first Beatitude is blessed are the poor in spirit. We could reframe that and say, blessed are those who hit rock bottom. Because they will be open to change. And unfortunately in our human lives, sometimes it takes hitting rock bottom for many of us. Maybe unfortunately in our lives, we don't hit rock bottom and we never achieve that kind of poverty in spirit that's most receptive to our Lord's grace. That allows us to simply communicate our need to him and allow him to respond to it. And be open to how he might respond to it. Now there's, there's a check-in format for couples that I often use with couples who are struggling to communicate well in their marriages. And it was written by a therapist named Mark Laser, who 
was a pastor and was discovered to have been unfaithful to his wife and uh, and he had an addiction to acting out and there was a huge intervention. He lost his job and entered into a recovery process. And then he became really the leading Christian counselor in the area of particularly of sexual addiction recovery. And, and so there's this check-in that he wrote called Thanos, it's just F-A-N-O-S. And, and it's also a really good journaling tool that I use with lots of different people. And, and so sometimes people do Thanos on their own, you know, just for the sake of like, okay, what's going on with me right now? What do I need to tell our Lord about my life? And, and so the F is for feelings, like what's my primary feeling today? We use feeling words like joyful, resentful, happy, shame, sad, alone. And so feelings. And then the second one would be affirmations. And it's important like that we list affirmations because sometimes we even have to list affirmations about ourselves and acknowledge like I did this really well today. Like, Lord, I killed it at, you know, that homily this morning. That might be the only thing that went well today, but like I did that well. And so some kind of affirmation. And then the third thing is needs. And in the needs column, he says, like, it's really important to name our needs, even if the other person cannot meet that need. To just recognize where our needs are. So when a couple is checking this in, like the other person might not be able to meet their need, but they're still supposed to communicate their need. Yeah, like during quarantine, maybe like my need is that you get out of the house (laughs) and the other person might not be able to meet that need, but it might be a need. Like I need some time alone. I need to not have eight kids right now. Nobody can meet that need, but it's still a need. Because if we don't name them, they just become like resentments and things like that. Like as a priest, probably a lot of days I need a hug. And unless I can convince Father Johnson to do a two minute hug every day, just for mental health reasons, I'm probably not gonna have that need met. Some of you know him and you're laughing as I just give you that image. Um, But like, I'm probably not going to have that need met. And, uh, and that was like one of the hardest things about quarantine for those of us who are celibate is like, we didn't touch a person for six weeks. You know, like no grandkid hugs, no nieces and nephews, no high fives after mass, no shaking people's hands. Like, like didn't touch a person. I was talking to a friend in New York about this and he was like, like I haven't touched a person and I can feel the anxiety in my body because I haven't done that. Right. And, and my needs are pretty well met today. So you don't all have to give me a hug after mass. Don't feel pressured. I probably would not allow it anyways. Right. Um, so like that's needs. O is for ownership and ownership. We, we have to say like, this is what I need to apologize for. Like, this is my part in things. You know, like I have to own the fact that 
I was supposed to return a phone call today and I just didn't do it because I was just feeling really, really, really empty. I have to own the fact that, yeah, I hit the decline button when my mom called or like whatever it might be. People do these things. Um, and so O is for ownership and then S is for spiritual growth. It's like whatever I'm doing to make myself better. And, and so it's just a way of communicating, but, but it gives a format and a space for, for communicating needs. And, and when we go to our Lord, like what the woman in today's gospel illustrates for us is somebody who knows how to communicate what they need. And she's not even like asking for a solution. She doesn't say like, Lord, fix my daughter. She just communicates that her daughter is tormented by a demon and she asks him to have pity. However, he might do that. Because oftentimes in our relationship with our Lord, we ask him for solutions. And sometimes we, we get really specific about our expectations about what that's going to look like. And it takes us out of vulnerability. And if we allow ourselves to be that vulnerable, <laughs> it's then that we experience his mercy and we can see how he responds to us. And again, like going back to that image that we started with on the retreat, that image of our Lord saying, cast your net off the side of the boat. You know, and I talked about watching that in the chosen TV series and how like Peter in that moment in this TV series was like extremely, extremely frustrated and he was at his last rope and he'd really given up on being able to fix his own problems. And he'd already been trying to do it by himself for so long. And when, when our Lord tells him to cast the net over the side of the boat, he really doesn't want to do it. And then finally he does it. And, and the explanation he gives again is it's because of the way he looked at me. It's because of the way he looked at me. And that's what gives him the confidence to go ahead and, and to do that thing. It's the starting point for everything. And I wonder even in this scene, this Canaanite woman who comes, how did our Lord look at her? Because he must have looked at her in a way that communicated 
that it would be okay for her to communicate her needs, that for her to ask. Even when he says, I only came for the lost sheep of the tribe of Israel. How did he look at her? Because he must have looked at her in a way that said, you can keep asking me. And it's that look that has to be burned into our own hearts. It's that look that pierces through shame. It's that look that pierces through our doubts. It's that look that gives us the confidence to go to him. When I was on retreat, there were these flashes of relationships in my life that are hard. We all have hard relationships in our life. No. If you're a teacher, there's like that one student and you want to love that student, but he is hard to love, right? Sometimes there's a hard to love student. Sometimes there's a hard to love family member. Sometimes there's a hard to love neighbor. And, uh, and I was thinking about people who are hard to love in my life. And then, and then our Lord just like led me to sort of the last supper and, and the way that our Lord looks at his disciples, right? With that same look. And at a certain point, John, who's been the most receptive to that look, right? John is the most receptive to that look and he's leaning on our Lord's breast and, and he is like abiding in the Lord's love. Peter's a little like nervous about the fact that he might be the one to betray our Lord. And so he wants to make sure that it's not him because he always speaks up. So he says to John, ask him who is going to be the one who betrays him. And John says to the Lord, like, who is it, Lord? And he says, it's the one with whom I dip in the dish. And then he dips in the dish with Judas. And how does he look at Judas? How does he look at Judas, knowing what Judas is going to do? And we have to say that he looks at Judas the same. And maybe he looks at Judas saying, oh, not you, Judas. And in that image, maybe the best explanation is Judas is sort of not looking. And he doesn't see the way our Lord looks at him. And the difference between Judas and the others is Judas missed the look. And we can be tempted to miss the look. God's love is the initiator of all things. 
God is the first giver of grace. God is the first giver of love. And in a world that's so distracted, our prayer is that we never miss his look of love, that we keep our eyes open, that we see it. So that we too may be confident to go to him with all of our needs. That we may be confident to confront the difficulties that are in front of us right now because we know that he is going to take care of us. We can even start to be vulnerable with others because we know that our Lord is never going to abandon us. So even if somebody else is unfaithful, our Lord remains faithful. Even if somebody else doesn't respond, our Lord responds. And the more we behold his face, the more our faces become like unto his. And so today let us pray that. <clears throat> Beholding the face of our Lord, we are always confident to go to him in every need, knowing that he will always take care of us. That he may continue to heal whatever needs to be healed in our own hearts so that we can be witnesses to his grace, his love, his mercy. In a world that's in such need of that mercy. So earlier I said that in lieu of the creed, we're going to have renewal of our baptismal promises. And so I invite you all to stand. Dear brothers and sisters, through the Paschal mystery, we have been buried with Christ in baptism so that we may walk with him in newness of life. And now that our retreat is included, let us renew the promises of holy baptism by which we renounce Satan and his works and promise to serve God in the Holy Catholic Church. And so I ask you, do you renounce Satan? I do. And all his works? I do. And all his empty show? I do. Do you believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth? I do. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord? who was born of the Virgin Mary, suffered death, and was buried, rose again from the dead, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. I do. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting? I do. 
And may Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given us new birth by water and the Holy Spirit, and bestowed on us forgiveness of our sins, keep us by his grace in Christ Jesus our Lord for eternal life. Amen. Let us now offer our prayers of petition to our Heavenly Father. We pray for our Holy Father, Pope Francis, for the bishops of the church, most especially the bishops of our local church, that they may continue to guide their flocks in integrity and in love. We pray to the Lord. Lord, we pray for our prayer. We pray for all government leaders that they may enact laws which reflect the divine love attentive to every human life, from conception to natural death, we pray to the Lord. Lord hear our prayer. Pray for all families, that they may tru truly be schools of love in the lives of their children, we pray to the Lord. Lord hear our prayer. We pray for the healing of relationships within our own lives, within our own communities, that, that our Lord's love may May men, whatever needs to be mended in them, we pray to the Lord. Lord, I For all who come to Our Lady of Good Council Retreat House for the intentions of all retreatants and benefactors, and that God will continue to touch hearts and make his love visible through the prayer and sanctuary retreats, we pray to the Lord. Lord, I for the sake of the suffering and all those who have died, that they may contemplate the face of Christ in the kingdom of heaven, we pray to the Lord. Lord, Father, give these prayers we bring to you in humility and love, and answer them if they're in accord with your will. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands that will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever.
Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands that will become our spiritual drink. Blessed. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Receive our oblation, O Lord, by which is brought about a glorious exchange, that by offering what you have given, we may merit to receive your very self through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right to give you thanks, truly just to give you glory, Father most holy, for you are the one God living and true existing before all ages and abiding for all eternity, dwelling in unapproachable light. Yet you who alone are good, the source of life, have made all that is, so that you might fill your creatures with blessings and bring joy to many of them by the glory of your light. And so in your presence are countless hosts of angels who serve you day and night, and gazing upon the glory of your face, glorify you without ceasing. With them we too confess your name in exaltation, giving voice to every creature under heaven as we acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. We give you praise, Father most holy, for you are great and you have fashioned all your works in wisdom and in love. You formed man in your own image and entrusted the whole world to his care so that in serving you alone, the creator, he might have dominion over all creatures. And when through disobedience he had lost your friendship, you did not abandon him to the domain of death for you came in mercy to the aid of all so that those who seek might find you. Time and again, you offered them covenants and through the prophets taught them to look forward to salvation. And you so loved the world, Father most holy, that in the fullness of time you sent your only begotten Son to be our Savior, made incarnate by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He shared our human nature in all things but sin. To the poor he proclaimed the good news of salvation, to prisoners freedom, and to the sorrowful of heart joy. To accomplish your plan he gave himself up to death, and rising from the dead he destroyed death and restored life. And that we might live no longer for ourselves, but for him who died and rose again for us, he sent the Holy Spirit from you, Father, as the firstfruits for those who believe, so that bringing to perfection his work in the world, he might sanctify creation to the full. Therefore, O Lord, we pray, may this same Holy Spirit graciously sanctify these offerings, that they may become the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ for the celebration of this great mystery which he himself left us as an eternal covenant. For when the hour had come for him to be glorified by you, Father most holy, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And while they were at supper, he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to his disciples saying, take this, all of you, and eat of it. For this is my body, which will be given up for you.
In a similar way, taking the chalice filled with the fruit of the vine, he gave thanks and gave the chalice to his disciples saying, take this all of you and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, O Lord, as we now celebrate the memorial of our redemption, we remember Christ's death and his descent to the realm of the dead. We proclaim his resurrection and his ascension to your right hand. And as we await his coming in glory, we offer you his body and blood, the sacrifice acceptable to you, which brings salvation to the whole world. Look, O Lord, upon the sacrifice which you yourself have provided for your church and grant in your loving kindness to all who partake of this one bread and one chalice that gathered into one body by the Holy Spirit, they may truly become a living sacrifice in Christ to the praise of your glory. Therefore, Lord, remember now all for whom we offer this sacrifice, especially your servant Francis, our Pope, James, our Bishop, and the whole order of bishops, all the clergy, those who take part in this offering, those gathered here before you, your entire people, and all who seek you with a sincere heart. Remember also those who have died in the peace of your Christ and all the dead whose faith you alone have known. To all of us, your children, grant, O merciful Father, that we may enter into a heavenly inheritance with the blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, and with your apostles and saints in your kingdom. There, with the whole of creation, freed from the corruption of sin and death, may we glorify you through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. At the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world.
Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. With the Lord there is mercy, in him is plentiful redemption. Let us pray. Made partakers of Christ through these sacraments, we humbly implore your mercy, Lord, that conformed to his image on earth, we may merit also to be his co-heirs in heaven, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Before the final blessing, it's been a great joy to be with you all on retreat this weekend and uh, know of my continued prayers for you. So those of you who are here, we're all going to have lunch anyways. Um, and uh, thank you to anyone who joined via live stream and, uh, and know also of my prayers for you. And so if this was helpful to you in any way and you want to be able to share that experience with others, just a reminder to everybody that all the retreat talks um, are on a YouTube playlist on the Good Council Retreat YouTube channel. So if people, like if you wanna send the talks to somebody, like they can do that. People can binge retreats, that would be great. Um, or if somebody's looking for a podcast, they can do that. And I think all of the retreats for the, I don't know, at least the recent ones are in playlists on the Good Council Retreat YouTube channel. Never thought I'd do a YouTube channel plug at the end of mass, but it's the COVID equivalent of copy and rolls. All right. The Lord be with you. May almighty God bless you, the father, the son, and the Holy spirit go forth. The mass is ended. St. Michael, the archangel.